You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm talking a mile a minute today. And no, I did not do cocaine. And I did not drink coffee. I'm just trying to pack all this consensus stuff into one episode because I really don't want it to flow over into another episode. And it's not um, like each one of these articles is not so important that I want to dedicate an entire show or a half a show to. I just want to show you the bulk of information, of intelligence that's available right here, publicly sourced intelligence on Consensus's website, a company that is instrumental in building this present day and the future technate that we find ourselves living under and moving further into with each waking moment. Let's look at this here. This is an important thing. We're moving uh, outside of blockchain right now, and we're looking at a July 2016 article on consensus, and this is a universe of predictive applications. And this is important, folks, because this is the foundation of all of this predictive uh, policing, this uh, really dystopian sci-fi movie stuff in which the government will be able to say, wait a second, Mike Moore looks like he's about to step out of line. Let's go to his house and pay him a visit. Well, they won't need to do that because they'll just turn off his CBDC wallet, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it'll work. It says a universe of predictive applications. Over the last several decades, prediction markets have seen a surge in use due to their ability to effectively aggregate all available information relevant to an event's outcome. So what they're doing is trying to predict an outcome. They're going to talk about it. You'll see here. It says prediction markets have already been implemented with success for a variety of applications. Initially, these markets were limited to academic purposes, the first of which being the foresight exchange. Later prediction markets were tested by the intelligence industry through projects such as DARPA's Future Map, which was, quote, an experiment to see whether market-generated predictions could improve upon conventional approaches to forecasting, end quote. Perhaps most straightforward in general was Intrade's prediction market, which allowed for event futures on the outcome of uh, decidable events uh, such as elections, current events, and sports. During its existence, Intrade showed that such markets could garner significant volume and estimate the likelihood of potential outcomes with greater accuracy than traditional methods. More recently, prediction markets have found use as internal tools to inform organizations such as large corporations and nonprofits. So this gets into, uh, I'll read some of the headlines in this piece. These applications represent the tip of the iceberg for prediction usage, market to incentivize actions, all right, markets for governance, markets for insurance, markets for financial instruments, markets for information sales, everything else we haven't thought of. And so they go into depth here on how this prediction software could predict the future. And this is where we'll get into uh, predictive policing and all of that stuff. And we're going to cover that eventually on this show, Wide Awake Jim. 
has been doing sort of a side research project and sending me all the information on the facial scanning and the LED lights that we're seeing all over the highways now and how that system works. So I started doing a little digging myself, and I think that's what I'm going to get into next uh, once we wrap up with the uh, central bank digital currency panel discussions. I'm going to get into the actual technology that is being built around us right now. Uh, so just that's on your radar because Kent, uh, consensus is involved with some of that technology as well. These guys have their hands in all things slave state. All right, let's take a look at this. This is uh, blockchain solutions for central bank digital currency. And obviously, it says here, what is central bank digital currency? We know all about that. Digital assets, central bank backed, central bank controlled. And now on their website, they have a webinar on CBDCs and stablecoins. I signed up, but they have not given me access to the webinar. And then they have central banks and the future of digital money white paper, which I was able to get access to. I signed up there and I got access to it immediately. The webinar, they did not give me access to. So I'm going to pull up this article here because this is an important white paper if you guys want to take a look at what's going on. This is from uh, crypto-news-flash.com and this article is written January 27th, 2020. So uh, right, right before COVID Land, the high school theater production kicked off. And the title is Consensus Presents White Paper for Ethereum-Based Central Bank Digital Currency in Davos. You got that. Consensus presents white paper for Ethereum-based central bank digital currency in Davos by Jake Simmons. It says the Ethereum incubator consensus has presented a white paper at the World Economic Forum for the development of a central bank digital currency based on Ethereum blockchain. An Ethereum-based CBDC can help central banks maintain complete control over the money supply, according to consensus. Complete control. And the article here says, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, the consensus team around Ethereum, co-founder Joseph Lubin, you know who he is, has published a white paper for an Ethereum-based central bank digital currency. As consensus writes, CBDCs have gained increasing importance at the World Economic Forum 2020. Large financial institutions around the world, including global banks, are experimenting with digital currencies and are looking for an ideal way to enter the market. In Davos, Consensus therefore presented a white paper called Central Banks in the Future of Money which presents a practical approach to central bank digital currencies. The white paper provides guidance on how a CBDC could be designed and built on the Ethereum blockchain. The document states that maintaining control over money is one of the main motives of central banks in various countries to introduce a CBDC. According to the white paper, the use of a, quote, permission blockchain, end quote, based on Ethereum could help central banks to maintain this control. As consensus describes, and this is from the paper, central bank digital currencies are digital assets that are accounted for using a single ledger, distributed or not, that acts as a single source of truth. Central bank digital currencies represent a claim against the central bank, similar to how banknotes function today. Finally, the currency is central bank controlled, meaning the supply of CBDC is fully controlled and determined by the central bank. A CBDC differs from a traditional cryptocurrency stablecoin where issuance isn't controlled by a bank, but rather a group of individuals. 
Goes on to say, this is why Ethereum blockchain is ideal for CBDCs. Specifically, Consensus proposes a model in which the central bank establishes a private permissioned Ethereum network in which intermediaries act as nodes. This would allow the central banks to retain control without having to provide the necessary infrastructure. From the paper, it says, we propose that central banks issue CBDC on a large scale, private permissioned Ethereum-based network in which central bank appointed intermediaries act as nodes these intermediaries would work together on a single platform as providers of the currency as well as compete to offer innovative services to citizens and businesses while public ethereum is permissionless meaning open to all ethereum has permission variants capable of offering enterprise grade security and performance we believe that private permissioned ethereum would offer the best possible platform for the cbdc requirements specified above as you can see consensus was trying to make their way into being the central bank digital currency contractor to build the cbdc system and as we can see today they're working on various projects so apparently this white paper in this pitch worked out well for them it says furthermore a private ethereum blockchain using the consensus of the proof of authority could offer real-time asset transfers at negligible cost as consensus described transaction times could be less than a tenth of a cent a high transaction throughput would provide the corresponding scalability according to the white paper several thousand to several tens of thousands of transactions per second would be possible and so i said we were able to get a hold of this paper here and i will read a bit from it momentarily folks i have a few more pieces to cover on consensus and i am going to finish this up today ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know we packed in a lot of information today. A lot of information. Because we're dissecting the plans for the digital prison planet matrix these folks are building around us. And we found one of the major players. I think this is very important, this company consensus. And I don't know, honestly, if others have covered this or not. I found it in uh, my research that I was doing, and I said, you know, this is important stuff. And then I was going to present it all to you. I don't know like seven episodes ago, but I said, I've got to lay the foundation of what Ethereum is and blockchain and smart contracts and CBDC and universal basic income before I can actually show you this. Cause I don't think you would appreciate all this stuff unless you had, you know, a basic understanding of all those other things first. So I ended up kind of diverting my attention from where I was at before to covering this stuff for the last seven episodes. So I just want to get it off my desk, folks. So this is a white paper here, and I'm going to read you the foreword. It's a 28-page PDF. 
And it says Davos, January 20th, 2020, day before my birthday, January 19th. So this is right, 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 right around the time that COVID Land, the high school theater production is starting to kick off, right? And these guys are there presenting this CBDC white paper to the folks at the World Economic Forum. And as we saw through a lot of the research we've done over the last seven episodes, uh, we see that as soon as COVID Land, the high school theater production kicks off, all the technocrats, the bureaucrats, the banksters, the political puppets are all standing there and ready to go. How many articles did we find written in March of 2020? Literally a week after COVID land, the high school theater production kicks off. We start to see these articles popping out saying, we're ready for CBDC. We're ready for universal basic income. We need to push it forward. It's the only way to fix the economy, the collapse of the economy caused by COVID land, the pandemic. And we see all these guys are just ready to go, ready to launch. Well, here we are right before COVID land kicks off and you've got consensus this major player in building the prison planet technology is presenting to world economic forum a plan for central bank digital currency meanwhile you can see that they were already laying the foundation for this and the years leading up to COVID land with all of their so-called private sector partnerships and building out the blockchain technology, sitting on top of Ethereum and offering Ethereum and the Ethereum platform and network up for uh, CBDC development. And it's important because we know that Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder, along with Joseph Lubin, who is now the president of consensus we find that vitalak buterin was funded by peter thiel one of the most evil one of the most dangerous one of the most devious technocratic transhumanists on the planet today right he's funded to launch ethereum that now becomes the basis for the platform needed to run central bank digital currency and we see it already being embedded into projects being tested by the bank for international settlements united states and others all right let's read from this it says as the world economic forum meets in davos for the 50th time it does so against the backdrop of a sea change in the mechanics of money the rise of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology over the last decade has brought about new possibilities in the issuance and use of money as well as exciting new forms of digital assets and markets at the same time a rapidly evolving geopolitical economic and social environment has created new expectations and new requirements for secure reliable easy to use globally available digital payments and means of exchange among the most significant innovations we are witnessing today are stable coins which you know all about we covered that here or privately issued cryptocurrencies pegged to a stable asset which today have a market cap over 5 billion usd as well as the parallel phenomenon of central bank-issued digital currencies, commonly referred to as CBDC, that are subject of this paper. According to the Bank of International Settlements, it is the Bank for International Settlements, it should say, over 70% of central banks are looking at issuing a digital currency on a blockchain.
We think this is a development to be applauded. Of course you do. You're helping build the technocratic slave planet. CBDCs can offer a range of advantages. They can play a central role in advancing the digital assets revolution in a regulated, lower risk, and crucially accessible way, helping make financial markets more efficient and available to all global citizens. CBDC can give these central banks more effective future-oriented tools to allow them to implement monetary policy in more direct and innovative ways and keep pace with technological change. CBDCs could also simplify and reduce the cost of cross-border remittances while forming the basis for more efficient, more secure interbank payment networks. The list goes on. Below, we provide both an overview of CBDC and a concrete example of how a CBDC might be implemented on the Ethereum blockchain. We believe that Ethereum is the best suited blockchain network for the kind of maximally secure, global scale, interoperable settlement platforms that CBDCs require. But we are well aware there are many other possibilities. What is important is that central banks have come to realize the extent of the transformations that are already happening in digital currencies and that they see the importance of embracing a significant role in bringing about this change. We hope this paper provides a useful and thought-provoking example of one promising approach. Written by Joseph Lubin, founder and CEO of Consensus and co-founder of Ethereum. Ladies and gentlemen... Let me ask you a question. Would the crypto folks, all the supposed libertarians out there saying the cryptocurrencies were designed to fight the man and fight the system, right? Fight the man and fight the system and break the banks and break the governments. Well, would one of these folks not be Vitalik Buterin? This guy who is called the founder of Ethereum. Of course, he had partners like Joseph Lubin. This guy who was backed by Peter Thiel, a major government contractor, his softwares are embedded in almost every government agency, if not all of them. This man gets government contracts. He gets money from the CIA through their venture firm in Qtel. Peter Thiel is embedded up to the government, is embedded into the government up to his eyeballs. We have made that case on this show. Peter Thiel is a transhumanist. He has openly said that technocracy and Christianity are essentially the same thing because they both offer eternal life. He has said that singularity, the merger of man and machine, the point at which artificial intelligence becomes more intelligent than humans, a point at which it forces humans to merge with the artificial intelligence. He has said that singularity would either create a boom of investment or a boom that would destroy the world. Peter Thiel backs this guy. Peter Thiel, the government contractor who pretends to be a conservative and a libertarian, of which he is neither. Peter Thiel, this man, backs Vitalik Buterin to create Ethereum 
which is now being offered up on a silver platter to the World Economic Forum as a solution to the central banks, kissing the rear of the central banks. Folks, how in any way would someone like Vitalak Buterin be for freedom and be for liberty and be for human autonomy and breaking the back of the banks when Ethereum is being offered to the central banks as the solution to enslave all of humanity? How is that even a possibility? How could anyone even believe that? How could the people from the crypto communities actually believe such utter nonsense, such rubbish, as the British would say? And what are we, folks, number 324 in England? No, I think something like 72. But I ask you that. Do you really believe that blockchain and cryptocurrency and all these things were just magically invented by people who were about freeing ourselves from government and the central banks, and now those same people are working with government and the central banks to bring blockchain, chaining you to a block, chaining you to a block, which they call a ledger. They are chaining you to a block and utilizing this programmable, expirable cryptocurrency where they can change the inflation or deflation rates on you at any time, stop you from shopping at your favorite farm, force you to buy from stores that you hate, taking away your ability to travel, to move around freely by stopping you from pumping gas into your car or plugging your stupid electric car into an electric charger, whatever it may be. Everything is monitored. Everything is controlled. And it is being built by these technocratic scientists, engineers, and technologists who some want you to believe are all about freeing you from the government and the central bank when all they are doing is locking you down to the central bank, driving you into a technocratic system of total control. And they will do this utilizing technocracy, the science of social engineering, with an end goal of the total systematic control of the means of production and the distribution of goods and services. So, ladies and gentlemen, I had a few more pieces that I was going to cover here from Consensus. Uh, and I'm not going to do it because I think right now we just ended this perfectly. I may loop back to that in a future episode, but I'd like to start on reviewing the panel discussions tomorrow in episode 106. We have to move on. I can't get stuck here. But I think we made our case. Consensus is instrumental in building our prison planet. You need to know this because as you work on your goals, you need to be realistic about what those goals are. As you start to put together your solutions on how you are going to get from the point in which you are today to reach those goals, those realistic goals, whatever they may be, you need to understand this stuff is being built. This is the system that is coming. There is no one stopping it. In fact, it is myself and I would say a handful of other 
podcasters that are actually talking about this. Now, some talk about it just in generalities, like Ray Kurzweil, he's a creepy transhumanist. We break it down. I show you the companies that are actually doing it, the government money behind it, the military working on cyborg soldier programs. I'm showing you that it's actually real and it is much bigger than many people actually present it to be. So as we move forward over the next hundred episodes here at the Dustin Gold Standard, we're going to be focusing a lot on guests and a lot on solutions. So we're going to wrap up this CBDC stuff with the panel discussions and then bringing back Wide Awake Jim for a series of episodes. And then him and I are going to start to talk about solutions as I begin to mix in the prison planet technology that we're seeing up and down the highways and such. I'll get into that. But we're going to talk about solutions, and we're going to bring in other guests to talk about solutions, and we're going to start to figure out how realistic it is for us to escape, escape this system. If we can truly live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix, as many of us have to do, because we're just not financially independent to the point where we can just move out into the woods and go full Amish. If I could, I would, folks. I actually would. That would be my ultimate goal. But I have to play within this system right now until I'm able to go half Amish. That is my first step. I want to be able to do that in one to two years. And then eventually, by the time I hit 50, if we're all still alive, I want to pretty much go full Amish, ladies and gentlemen. So that is the plan here. We're going to figure that out. That's what we're going to discuss. But ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Consensus. That book ended our chapter on universal basic income, central bank digital currencies, smart contracts, blockchains, etc., etc. We are going to continue now into covering these panel discussions for the World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, United Nations, World Bank, and the Bank for International Settlements. And then from there, I told you I'm going to talk about some of the prison planet technology that we're seeing being built all around us right now. And then we'll eventually get into social impact bonds and other things, the scoring of humans, more on the uh, social score system. But that kind of lays out where we're going to go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the last six, seven episodes and you have a much better understanding of what central bank digital currency and universal basic income actually means and the people that are behind it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a loaf of my homemade bread sitting upstairs. It cooled down enough, I know. I've been talking for two hours. I am going to go cut myself a slice, cut one for my wife and my mother-in-law, put a little bit of bread, uh, a little bit of butter on there, and have a slice of that, folks. Close my eyes and pretend I don't live inside of a prison planet matrix. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you tomorrow for episode 106. Thank you all for making us number 17 for news commentary in the country of Ireland. I love you all, Irish people. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.